0: Produced by the iLab at WBUR Boston.
1: Welcome to Kind World. I'm Yasmin Ammer.
0: And I'm Andrea Aswahi. Wars have obvious consequences. And to get a sense of how devastating a war is or was, we usually measure that by numbers, like how many casualties or injuries, and how long did it last. But wars leave behind other
1: deep scars, many much more difficult to count. But they're no less
0: painful. In this week's Kind World, we have a story of the sacrifice one woman was forced to make and a stranger's mission to help her regain what she lost.
1: Win Depp was on the front lines during the Vietnam War fighting a different kind of battle. She was the sole provider for her sick father and four younger sisters. And she was trying to keep her own daughter alive.
2: Because I was afraid of many people in North Vietnam telling me that uh, if I don't send my baby away, they will come in here and maybe she will be killed.
1: Deb's daughter, Fung Mai, or Mai, was also the daughter of an American sergeant named Joe O'Neill who Depp met at the army base where she worked. They had a romantic relationship. But in 1973, the U.S. ordered all of its troops out of Vietnam. Joe went back to America. Depp, who was two months pregnant, was left behind. Then she found herself with an impossible decision.
2: I was crying, uh, crying a lot, you know, to make up my mind for her to go to America.
1: Depp believed she had to get her child out of South Vietnam because of rumors that communist troops were targeting biracial children. They considered them the children of traitors. She remembers the painful moment when she dropped off her daughter, who was three at the time, at an orphanage. She said, Oh, Mama, don't, don't leave me. I want to come
2: in and bring her back her home. But then I think if I do that,
1: she she will be killed later. Depp knew her daughter would be part of Operation Baby Lift, where the U.S. airlifted thousands of children out of Vietnam for adoption. But she didn't know what exactly the future would hold for Mai, and that haunted her. Years later, when things felt safer in Vietnam, Depp relentlessly searched for her daughter. Desperate, she shared her story with Vietnamese media, hoping someone would read it and help her. It took some time, but someone finally did.
0: She spent, like, over 40 years to look for her daughter.
1: Vu Li is a 30-year-old Vietnamese expat who came to study and work in Tampa, Florida.
2: There were nights when I couldn't sleep um, thinking about the story.
1: Vu made it his mission to help Depp. It took a couple months, but ultimately... Through some clever online searching and the lucky break on a genetic matching site, Vu's research led to one woman. You know how you you are so excited, your hands shake, and you can't even type any other proper words. And it was yeah, I was elated. It was this amazing surprise that I had not expected. 48-year-old Lee Small lives in a quiet suburb near Portland, Maine, with her husband and three teenage children. Lee was the name given to her by her adoptive parents when she first arrived in Bridgewater, Massachusetts, as a toddler named Mai. My father was in the Coast Guard, my mother was an art teacher, and we just had the typical normal life, soccer, basketball, vacations, um, regular schooling, and just kind of very fortunate to have everything that we, we needed in life. Lee didn't really know anything about her birth parents, but in the mid '90s, when relations normalized between Vietnam and the U.S., she took the opportunity to travel to Vietnam. There, she searched for her birth mother, with no luck. It wasn't until almost 25 years after that, when Vu Lee, a total stranger, connected them, and for the first time ever, Lee was able to call her biological mother.
2: And one thing now, I want to say. That- I love you from the first day I met, and now now I am missing you back again. Okay. Yes, thank
1: Understand you. That, okay. Yep. Yes, okay. thank you. I, I appreciate it, and I I want to let you know that I had a wonderful life, so it was it was good. So everything you did was good. So it was a life changing call for Depp as well. I told every uh, everyone in my family, you
2: know. And say, oh, I find my daughter. He say, uh, when you see your daughter, you don't have to cry, okay? I say no, I never cry again <laughs> because I am very, I'm very happy, you know, find my daughter.
1: Mother and daughter finally met in person shortly after that call, when Lee and her family visited Vietnam. How are you? How are you? I'm a little nervous. Oh, okay. That moment, when they went in for that first hug, was captured on video. In it, both women are visibly shy. It's going to take some time to break through a language barrier and decades of distance. But it's a chapter both mother and daughter are looking forward to. One that's now possible, thanks to the help of a kind stranger. We'll be back with more Kind World after the break. Welcome back to Kind World.
0: I'm Yasmin Amer. And I'm Andrea Aswahe. Before the break, we heard from a woman named Win Thi Depp, who gave up her daughter after the Vietnam War in order to keep her safe. They were reunited after 44 long years, thanks to the help of a stranger. I'm curious, Yasmin, what was Depp's life like during all that time?
1: Well, Depp is in her 70s now and she's been working full time ever since, you know, she never married, she never had any other children and she never stopped looking for her daughter. Really, that was her main focus the entire 44 years she was separated from her.
0: And Yasmin, I gotta ask, what does she think about her decision to let her daughter go all those years ago? It's a really hard question
1: and I did ask her that and there isn't an easy answer because on the one hand she made the best decision she could at the time because she did not want her daughter growing up in a turbulent Vietnam as a half American. But that doesn't mean it wasn't hard being away from her daughter for that long.
0: And we know now that there were a lot of biracial children who did stay behind in Vietnam. Life was not easy for them. Take Jimmy Miller. He's the son of a Vietnamese woman and an American serviceman. His father went back to the U.S. before the war ended, and Jimmy's parents lost touch. Jimmy still remembers the reunification of Vietnam in 1975. He was seven then.
2: My mom hit me in the rooms, and when the communists come in, and she burned everything from my dad because she worried that if she keep any information about my dad, then uh, we might have to retaliate. From the communists.
0: The regime seized Jimmy's home. The family moved in with his grandmother, and changing locations didn't make Jimmy's life any easier. His new classmates wouldn't let him forget that he was half American.
2: And I go to school and uh, get bullied. And sometimes, you know, I got beat up by the other kids with a gang. Three, four kids beaten me or called me names. They call it a half-breed. They um, use the bad words to demean my family.
1: It was tough for Jimmy. But he says other half-American kids, some completely abandoned, had it even worse.
2: They don't have the family, and they go pick up trash from the recycled stuff and sell for
1: leaving. living. In 1987, the U.S. passed a law to make immigration easier for the biracial children of American servicemen. And Jimmy, who was 20 years old at the time, leapt at the chance. Two years later, he and his immediate family moved into their new home in Spokane, Washington.
2: I feel that I'm so happy that finally I come to the country. You know, I have freedom now. And I'm ready to get started with the new life here.
0: He wanted that new life to include his biological father. But all he had were his dad's name, James Miller, and a photo album his grandmother had managed to save. After coming up empty-handed for years, he eventually gave up. But his younger half-sister Trina didn't. She knew how much this meant to him.
2: She tried to search everything can help her to find my dad. And she did this secretly. I didn't know anything.
1: After some pretty impressive sleuthing, Trina managed to track down Jimmy's dad and put the two in touch. Jimmy still remembers when they finally met face-to-face.
2: I saw him, he saw me, and we just walked over and, and we just hold each other, you know, tears in my eyes and also tears in his eyes. And first time father and son met after nearly 30 years. Finally, I have a father, you know, in Vietnamese saying that, A child's growing up without a father, just like a house without a roof.
1: Jimmy and his father didn't have very long together. James passed away just two years after they connected. But even though the time they shared was short, the advice his father gave him has inspired the way he lives his life.
2: He always told me just whatever I have right now, you know, that's a God gift. So, you try to give back to other people and helping the other people.
0: Jimmy started a nonprofit called Amerasians Without Borders. Amerasians is the term used to describe the children of American servicemen and Asian women. There are about 350 Amerasians still living in Vietnam today, and Jimmy's mission is to reunite more of them with their American families. His organization raises money for DNA kits and supports Amerasians who choose to immigrate to the U.S. to start new chapters.
2: I tell you, when I found my dad, I know how it feels. And right now, every time I'm able to find a father um, for the Amerasians, uh, especially in Vietnam, and I'm so happy for them.
0: Next week on Kind World, how a simple act of compassion connected two women after a tragic loss.
1: Her act of kindness towards Brandon gave me peace that his last birthday was special because of her. Kind World is a production of WBUR, Boston's NPR station. Paul Vikas and Matt Reed do our sound design. Sophie Eisenberg is our WBUR fellow, and Iris Adler is our executive producer. I'm reporter and producer Yasmin Amr.
0: And I'm reporter and producer Andrea Aswahe. I'm sure your social media could use a little more positivity. So check us out on Instagram for more stories of kindness, a deeper dive into our episodes, and a behind-the-scenes look at our show. We're at WBUR Kind World. That's at WBUR Kind World. Also, this
1: Friday, we're going to start sharing some of the wonderful voicemails listeners left telling stories of everyday moments of kindness. Just, you know, a nice way to start your weekend. So if you have a story, call 617-353-6350. That's 617-353-6350. And leave us a voicemail. Can't wait to hear from you. Thanks for listening. See you next week.